Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Okay, Doss, so we're sitting in the seats that we've only ever sat in once when recording and that podcast would never went to air. Nobody will ever hear it because it doesn't exist because the sun burnt down the computer and we uh, had to re-record the next day, mate. <laughs> so we're back outside because it's a cloudy day and we're under a little bit of shade, so we should be safe. But mate, today's been a little bit different. We've sort of been throwing a, uh, a curveball. We have the curveball. Uh, I think we've caught it and we're, we're kind of... You know, we're, we're working out what our next move is. Yes. But today, we had an interview lined up, and unfortunately, our guests caught up sick this morning. So, I guess we had to think on our feet, didn't we? And, and Doss and Dee, we normally go down the route of, all right, well, what can we talk about? We can have a laugh. We can pick a topic that's going to hopefully inspire and empower. And, and something that, you know, along the lines of what our values are, we talk about, you know, what we stand for, relatable, empowering, and vulnerable. Like, they're the three words we, you know, stand by as a show and, and as a friendship. Why not actually go down that route today and, and have more of a discussion, if anything, than an actual set structure of a show? Yeah, um, e- exactly. Today's provided us an opportunity. We've spoken about changing the show up. What do we normally do? Well, like you said, we have a topic and we go down that and we tend to agree and it's really, really good and we enjoyed it. And, and by the way, before I continue, we, we want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out from last week's episode. We went back to the good old days, the old style, and got a lot of great feedback. So I just want to say I, thank you. And, and I, I listened back to that one, uh, and, and happily I did, and I loved it. Oh, well, good. I'm glad well, you Well edited, it. Dean. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thanks. Didn't edit all t- of it, though. T- left a couple parts in. Uh, t- if you haven't listened, go back and listen to those. Uh, t- tell them what I said on the phone yesterday. Uh, well, we've come a long way, and, and I said, oh, I'm not saying I'm an R as much. <laughs> yeah, Dosh said, oh, I'm really happy with myself because I don't <laughs> say I'm an R and stutter and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I mean, we do it a lot less. There's a lot less editing for myself, but there is still a lot. Trust me, the editing process doesn't just happen overnight. It does, I don't just we don't just throw it on air. And as you get more, it's off topic too. But as you get more into editing, you actually get to the stage where you're like, you know what, that sentence, there's no need for that. So, yeah, see you later. But today is going to be different. We, like I said, we've been provided an opportunity. We have no computers in front of us with notes, which we normally have. We don't have a set topic. What we actually just did, Doss and I went for a little walk to clear our head. And we, decided, we were talking, what can our topic be today? And we, we started talking and we, we just had a normal conversation that we have all the time about things that are going on, some of our opinions, what's happening in the world, that kind of stuff. We've never really spoken on air. So today we're doing this sort of Joe Rogan style where we're just going to have more of a conversation and just see where it leads. We've got some idea, but yeah, no notes. No. And some of the topics I know, they are deeper. Uh, well, they're not topics. It's, they're just conversation starters. And on our walk, just straight off the cuff, you know, we were talking about religion. Yeah. Um, that that just, uh, as soon as we even brought that up, it made me go, this is something I really want to talk about. Not necessarily just that one thing, but it's something that I don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. Open, o- openly. And yeah, thinking more back to a question you asked me earlier today, Matt, you know, like what, let's talk about maybe what, what has influenced us and to, to form the opinions or the thoughts and beliefs that we have and... We can roll off lots of them and we can make them sound nice and, and talk about them in a bright and positive Fluffy, way. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, the reality of life sometimes freaks the shit out of me. It does scare mm. me. And and that, and that could be some of the biggest topics in the world, but we do, or in my opinion, I do sometimes try and avoid talking about them. Well, it's funny, mate, because we were talking about this earlier off air and it's just come to me now. It's like, think about when you're a kid, like... What, what the old saying says, the three things you never talk about at the dinner table or at a dinner party or something, politics, religion, and sex. Like that's the old style of thinking. You don't talk about these things and rightfully so. Why? Because, well, they're all heated. They're all controversial. But, like you think about it, religion and politics go under the same kind of umbrella. They tend to be private. They provide a lot of emotion, but they also provide a lot of disagreement. We all Mm. have different beliefs and different thoughts. And even if you're on the same wavelength and thinking the same thing, there's still going to be areas that you disagree. And sex for obvious reasons. I mean, that's something that in the last few years has become less taboo to talk about. But again, people feel uncomfortable. It can be controversial, all these sort of issues. So So, do you think sex has been 
See, I, I think the opposite. I, I think it's kind of become more of a topic where people are becoming more open to talk about. Well, that's what I mean. Like, oh, it's I become, thought you meant the other way. No, yeah. it's become a bit more. Um, maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll have to edit that if I said <laughs> the wrong way. But um, no, maybe maybe I wasn't doing my. You know, the listening years. <laughs> oh, well, I look forward to hearing back later. No, it, I, it, no that's what I mean. Like that that, yeah. that out of the other two, uh, the other two, that's the one that's more open now, which is funny because there's so many reasons. There's, there's, a, there's a great argument just going down that rabbit hole. What should we see? What shouldn't we see? What should kids learn? When should they learn? Like there's, And these are all controversial topics to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we're more open to it. We've seen it more. We've got more access to learning about it than ever before. And and, it's, and the same goes with the other two. We can Google anything we want and get yeah. answers. But the other thing too, it's dangerous because you can find yourself listening to an opinion which is not based on fact and you're just listening to somebody's perspective and if you can see it for that perspective, then great. But if you take that as fact, then it can be dangerous too. And and with that come... I, everyone has everyone wants a say, right? Everyone has an opinion and, and, and everyone has a right to have an opinion. And one of our favourite comedians, like Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. we were just talking about that before. We're like the topic of religion got brought up and and relating that to social media i just think of you can't it's very hard these days to have an opinion without being judged yeah or without backlash and if you don't know how to handle backlash or you don't know how to like i I think of him and he can he can just look at a comment someone says and laugh at it yeah i'm a person that would take things personally that's who i am i don't like conflict so i if i'm being really honest i steer clear from a lot of deep conversations like this because I'm like, you know what? As a kid, I was brought up, like what you said, these are things we probably don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And and just be careful. You know, mm-hmm. be careful what you say around people. Do the right thing and you'll live a good life. Whereas as I'm growing old, older now, I'm also understanding that I, I want to broaden my perspective on things yeah. in the world. I Like, I, I, I want to learn more about things that are probably... Yeah, growing up as a child thinking, maybe that's something I wouldn't even look at mm. researching or finding more about. Like... Even because it's bad, I, I think about, I think about. Well, I know we've already mentioned it, but I think about climate change. I'm like, oh, for so all my life, I've always tried to avoid that mm. situation in my head because I'm like, you know what? It'll all work out. God will fix it all, and it'll all be okay. But as time goes on, I'm now kind of, I'm finding myself more intrigued and wanting to do some more digging as to oh, what what can I do to like because it now it's, uh, to me that that one topic is feeling more and more real to me I, I'm trying to actually I'm trying to avoid it less I'm trying to actually if that makes sense no mate that's yeah. that was a light bulb for me and it, it, it wasn't until recent it was probably only two, until about a year or two years ago where I started thinking the same way I want to learn about things I never used to be interested in like as a kid all I cared about was sport sport and music that's all I cared about mm. and like you like I remember as a kid I, I would actively avoid the news because it scared me yeah as simple as that and it's very simple just to be okay well i believe if you want to talk climate change like yeah i believe in climate change or i don't believe in climate change because that's what my mum and dad say Mm. or that's what my religion says or that's what my political party says like it's very easy to be caught up in that and i think for me the best thing i've done for myself is has completely changed my perspective is to try and listen and understand people with differing opinions so if I don't believe or don't agree with somebody, instead of getting into an argument, it's actually asking better questions to find out why they feel this way. Yeah. And then you can actually put yourself... It comes back to empathy. Like, yeah. then you actually yeah. understand, why is this person getting so worked up over something that I don't care about? Okay, well, now I understand why. Because they see it as this and they see a flow and effect. And maybe they're misled. Maybe. Maybe I'm misled. Or, and having the ability to change your opinion. That is a great call. That, and that's so yeah, and and that is something that I'm being more open to. Exactly, mate. And I think that's where this conversation will lead. It's like when you have the ability to put your hand up and say, "I used to believe this, now I don't," because this makes more sense to me, or this aligns with my values more, for whatever reason. Can you I, give a an example as to what that might be for you? Something that you might have believed for a long time, and and you were ingrained, mm. you know, for for a long time as to this is. And then as you've grown, you've read, you've researched, you've done, you know, you've been more intrigued and then now you might go, hey, you know what, I'm more open to looking at the broader spectrum of things. What What's uh, an example? Well, I don't have a specific example for something that's necessarily changed my, changed my mind completely and done a, a 180, but okay, so religion's probably the easiest way to go. So I was brought up Christian. I, I was still, hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. well, I was, I was brought up Christian. I still am Christian. I still believe in a lot of 
the principles in Christianity. And I believe the message as a whole, if we all kind of lived that way, I think would we'd probably be a better functioning society because the way I look at it is they were the rules for us to actually how to run a society, how to work together. And of course, mm. we've we've grown in some areas and there's some things that are not applicable anymore or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of it, I believe. But it's sometimes it's like if you hear St. Atheist speak or somebody of a different religion speak, instead of just going, okay, well, I don't want to hear this because I don't believe in it, it's actually trying to get an understanding of what their belief is. You used and the word empathy before. Like, yeah. yeah. But you know what you find? And this is the thing that intrigues me the most is that no matter what people believe we all tend to share very similar core values. No matter mm. what the religion is, or if you're an atheist, the core beliefs are still the same a lot of the time. A Agreed. lot of the, the teachings are of the exact same thing. They're just worded differently, and we believe in a different higher power. We don't believe in a God. We believe in evolution, or we believe in the Big Bang, or whatever it, it may be. So I think what I'm trying to say is by listening to people's understandings and theories, like that, they theories. I mean, religion is theory, basically. It's somebody's theory of how we we started, how to live a life, and how what happens when you die, or how everything ends. Right? That's just a theory. But there's so many theories on that. What do you reckon happens when you die? No, uh, like, that's a good question. No, honestly, yeah. oh, but uh, this is and this it's is what we want question. today to be. We want it to be. I don't want it to be right or wrong. No, no, exactly. And mate. and when you just mentioned that, I thought, well, what better? Like, it's yeah. a question that. You know what happens when you die? Well, the truth is I don't know. I tell you what, I tell you what I wish happened when you die, and yeah. this is probably a bad thing. I just wish there was nothing. And yeah, it sounds yeah. sounds horrible, but I actually just wish you died, and that was the end of it. I I, I truly don't know. I like the idea of a heaven, I, but at the same time, I don't like the idea of eternity. <laughs> that scares the crap yeah, out of me. So, so, <laughs> me too, so, um, mate. There's been some nights where I'm thinking, jeez, like imagine living forever. Yeah, It'd be horrible. Yeah, exactly, mate. So. Uh-huh. So again, like I mean, I'm not gonna in, like, a, in a nice way. I say that because I don't get me wrong. The, you know, I'm the same as you. I, the idea of a heaven like would be beautiful, but at the same time, that the word eternity does scare me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's so many ways. So, I, well, what do you think? What do you think? I think there's a heaven, but I, I say that with I reckon two years ago I would have said that with complete confidence. Yeah. Right. Maybe even three, four years ago, when my dad passed away, that was probably. That was probably the strongest my faith had been. Yeah. Going through that. And because he was so strong when it came to his faith. And, but as the years have gone on since then, I've probably found myself, I've had a few, well, I had a couple of experiences with some people that were connected, really well connected with my dad in in that stage of his life through religion, right? And and they were strong, opinionated people who, who were involved with the church and were, that was their duty and what they did they that's they spread the gospel and that's that's what they do and beautiful people but i had a situation where i reached out to him and i had a really and this is when we talk about opinions and not being open-minded and i spoke on the phone with him and i reached out for help because i was struggling i missed my dad this is a couple years after and i just moved into my house with my partner at the time and uh, my ex-partner and and i reached out for help and as soon as i told him we'd moved in together he basically just went on a rant to tirade for half an hour about living in sin. Yeah. And then it got to talking, like, and not talking, it got to him telling me. It was him telling me for half an hour. And then, you know, about sex and about this. And you, well, if you're living together, are you doing this then? Are you, have, are you having sex or this and that? And oh, then it got to contraception and how it's killing, you know. Like, yeah. It yeah. just got onto this. And this is going, yeah, deep here. Well, that's the thing. But, but it... it after that, it made me change my, not change my mind, but it made me think, wow. When, when I think of the core principles, being a good person, I've reached out for help and his reaction was not in a manner of a good person. Mm. The core principle in my idea and thought when it comes to God and religion is being an empathizing human. Yeah. And yeah. having care for another person's feelings. And in that experience, he wasn't that at all. It was... You're do- what you're doing is wrong. That's mm. terrible. Your dad would be disappointed in you. And when that came out, I was like, I think I need to widen my scope. Yeah. I think I need to look at what else that, what else there is. But not 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 change my religious beliefs because I'm still a Catholic and I still believe there's a God and there's a higher power. But it just made me go. You know what? 
I'm not going to look at someone who's an atheist in a negative way anymore because yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to go nah like what you said it's it's so important to empathize with another person's opinion but anyway no well that's good mate because just by what you're saying then good you get to get a, it off my chest yeah actually. but also but by saying that too then you get an understanding of why people are so turned off by it and why some someone has an experience like that yeah no wonder people get so angry mm. like by hearing words about hearing religion some people hear the word religion and they get so angry and i look at the facts look at this but again this is what's interesting about you can still believe in it you both believe you're both catholics but you're having a disagreement in that thing. And look, at the end of the day, the world has changed a lot. And it doesn't mean you can't coincide. And that's the thing, like, going back to being married with your beliefs. It's like, why do people think that science and religion can't work together? Like, why do they think that it has to be you're either one or the other? That's what I... That's, and this is what irks me, right, about a lot of things in life. Why do you have to be one or the other And in politics? Why do you have to be left and why do you have to be right? And, and if you're left why do you hate the right and if you're right why do you hate the left mm. and why are you labeled <laughs> yeah. all these certain things just because you think okay well 70 percent 70 percent on this side i agree with 30 percent on that side i agree with, so i'll probably vote this way that doesn't mean you stand for everything that political party stands for this is something that just irked me and it's like i hate being judged one way or the other based on my political belief like i just think it's stupid because i think at the core most of us all believe in the same thing we all want the same things in life most of us want a good life, freedom, the ability to, to talk over financial openly. stability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we all want good good health. Things. Like we yeah, we want you know, but why has it become such a polarizing subject that, you know, people are now scared to scared what to say on social media? Like why are you scared to say I'm voting this way? Or why are you scared to put up a clip that might upset a few people? Because some people will just see that heading and they'll just be rage. Yeah. Or they'll just be excitement or fear or whatever the emotion is it's just it's really interesting another thing mate like it's it's a marketing thing too like i I read this book contagious which is all about marketing and it's a great great read for people that want to it's actually about going viral how to make things go viral and it says the same principles it's understanding how the media work and what the triggers are and the triggers are emotional they're called emotional triggers so what are the things that grab people's attention well one of the theories in this thing is that anger versus sadness, for example, right? They're two emotions. If you are putting up a video or putting up a status or putting something on, on social media that triggers people to be angry or fearful, that is so much more likely to go viral than something that promotes sadness. And, and it's like the message could be the same sort of message, but one makes you feel angry. You want to show it to your friends. You want to share it around. But one thing makes you sad, you're less likely to actually sh- show people because you just keep it to yourself it's all it's all a psychological thing and that's just funny how all these things work so that when you sort of get a broader understanding you're like okay this thing's trying to make me angry and this thing's trying to make me feel scared that's when you sort of have to be a little bit more well i I do i think about um when you bring that up i just think about that whole covid situation and there was you know there's people choosing not to wear masks and there's videos going around and people just resharing them all throughout on facebook and I was getting angry at the, watching it because I'm mm. like, oh, why can't they just do what they're told? And Mate, it's, it's, it's those people who are holding their phone up. No, I'm allowed to film. No, no, no. I'm not wearing a mask because it's my right. I know. Ridiculous. I know. Or the people going through the roadblocks that the cops are at and they're going, where are you going today? And, and she's like, oh, and just, just absolutely giving the policeman nothing. And I'm getting angry and heated watching this video. But when I look back now, I'm like, why am I letting this getting me Mate, angry? 100%, but you look at it, right? This is why it's ridiculous. This is a disease, right? If you, if, if you, if most people say, okay, it's a, it's a problem, it's a fair income disease, it's a pandemic, then, then that's, that should not be political. It's a disease that we're trying to kill because it's killing people, right? Mm. So then why has this become a political thing? And one of the most interesting perspectives that I heard, it was early on in the pandemic, Donald Trump in America decided to take it pretty easy, right? He didn't really take it too seriously and he said you know look we're freedom we don't we shouldn't wear masks if he said if he turned around and said everybody wear a mask then the uproar no it would have been everything would have been flipped so everyone that right now does not wear a mask for political reasons would be wearing a mask and everyone that does wear a mask for political reasons would not be masked and isn't that ridiculous? Because if you actually look for what those political parties stand for, mm. right? Donald Trump and Republicans and, and the right tend to stand for, the left tend to stand for freedom. Or that's how it used to be. You know, we, we want to be free and we feel oppressed and all this kind of thing. And they're the ones now that are saying, oh, must wear a mask, must wear a mask. They're the ones that push this sort of idea. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's just saying, 
how this thing became so political is so stupid because it could have been very different just based on what a political party's saying. It's a yeah. disease. It's it's it just boggles my mind. It I love hearing the and this is probably going down another one. Like hearing your passion when it comes to politics. Like I know it's something that you are intrigued by. I'll be honest, that is a a topic that I don't know a lot about. Mm. And probably because I choose to not want to research it because for one I don't feel like the term a lot of the terminology and, and the way it's I guess explained in the media, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just probably don't, I, I don't feel like I understand it and I've never really understood it. And I, I speak as a person who, when it comes to voting too, like I'm probably guilty of just going, looking at a few pros and cons and going, oh, I'll just vote off that. Makes sense, yeah. Mate, well, it's, it's something talking earlier, something I avoided, I hated as a kid too because it scared me. I don't spend every day listening to podcasts or watching videos about politics, right? So I, I'm not massively into it. I just have an understanding and it's just something that intrigues me. But because if I, if I get too caught up in it, then I will feel the emotional triggers. I will get angry or sad. And then you can start doing exactly what I just said not to do. Like you start pigeonholing people. Mm. That person's this, that person's that. That's totally ludicrous because when most of us go into the street and we have a conversation with each other, it doesn't matter which way you vote. We all tend to agree pretty much the same kind of core values totally but that also says to me how sad it is that so many of us dislike one another or can't let go of anger and resentment just because of something as simple as that right and 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 this is where forgiveness in my opinion oh, for one what what are you forgiving someone for but we should all forgive one another oh, for whatever the reason is because when all is said and done and that is, I think, when all is said and done, whenever I say that, I think of Neil Danaher because that's his, the name of his yeah. book. The Life Short. Exactly, mate. You know, we're, we're all going to die one day. It, it, I was only going to say, we're all going to die tomorrow because <laughs> that was a, a quote I used uh, in one, one of the one earlier podcast. podcasts and uh, got a bit of backlash from that. But yeah, like, and, and I, I know I refer to him again, but Ricky Gervais has been someone who I really love. We love The Office. Mm-hmm. I love a lot of his other shows, but I really, and someone asked me the other day, they were surprised why I love him so much because he's an atheist. Yeah. Who, I can't remember who it was, but they said they were really surprised. They're like, I'm really surprised that you really enjoy his comedy because he's he's such an, oh, Hugh Roberts. He goes, he, I don't understand why you do because he's so against religion. He's really not against religion. Mm. He just has a belief. Mm. His belief is atheism. But he talks about it all the time. He goes, why, why are we so precious? We all take offence to some things, but to the extreme of letting a relationship fall to the ground because you're offended by something that is said, or or you won't go to a party because someone else is there, and when that if you're going to be in the same room as someone else, like fucking hell, overcomplicate. Let it. it go, like and and this is something I'm being more and more aware of is life's too way too short to be letting things that really don't matter get in the way of enjoying myself mate a hundred percent it's like why i can't like why can you not be people that go to the extreme and i can't associate with people that don't believe in this i can't like that's just to me that is so immature and it show it says more about that person because it shows that they are so married to their own opinions and living in an echo chamber where they just can't bear the thought that somebody could disagree. The Explain hell- echo chamber because I asked you the question before what that meant. Oh, I was it like, just means it just means living a world, living in a world where you hear what you want to hear. Yeah. Like you go on social media and you see and what comes back. You follow at you. who you want to follow. Yeah, and what comes back at you is exactly what makes you angry or makes you happy or whatever. But that's the thing, mate. Like it is to me. I just that boggles my mind. Like the most healthy thing we could all do is to actually debate with each other, not argue, but debate and listen to each other's ideas get a perspective doesn't mean you have to agree but it mm. just gives you an understanding why that person feels that way and, and you you feel better because you can get everything out you want to say and you know you're being listened to mm. and then you can have a healthy discussion unfortunately though i think so many of us are, we're so scared to be wrong we don't want to say anything mate so imagine me saying to you i'm not going to i'm not going to associate with you because you support the bulldogs not support the saints and i only yeah. want to listen, talk to saints supporters i mean that'd be how ludicrous would that be yeah and like, this is the thing. I think one of the most dangerous things, and I truly mean this, nothing really scares me that much anymore. There's only a f- few little things that scare me in the world. But like one of the things that I just think is extremely dangerous, and we're on the verge of it, is this, you see cancel culture. It's going on, right? And some people are probably listening going, yeah, it's the best thing ever and we need it, right? I understand that we've evolved, for lack of a better word, and we've changed and we've grown and we've matured and we 
we are now living in a better world in terms of there's things that are okay and things that are not okay. But we all make mistakes. Every single person on this world would be cancelled by something that we've said 10 years ago when we weren't educated better. Yeah. So why are we silencing people? I like I truly believe, Joe Rogan said this the other day, it's like the the answer to hateful speech is not silence because if you silence people, you're oppressing people. And the answer to that is better speech. So what does that mean? It means educating. Education. Educating sorry. them? Well, educating everybody. So, okay, we, we what does is, what is hateful speech then mean? How do we educate people to avoid that? And how do we live a better world? If you silence people, that oppresses people. And, and this is where politics have flipped over 50 to 100 years. Mm. The people that used to be the oppressors are now the, the, the ones that are being silenced and vice versa. The ones that didn't have a voice are now oppressing people. And, and like what he said, it's like the people that really, really fight so hard for council culture and silencing people, you know, they're the people that tend to be in minorities or fighting for minorities. But he said, think about it. If you silence those people and you silence the minorities, then who has the voice? Then the people that have all the power in the world, that already have money, corporations, influence, they're the only ones with a voice. So what do people with without money have? All they have is a voice. That's all. They, and now you're taking that away from them mm. by silencing them. It's such a dangerous place to go. And mate, I mean, you've seen, I haven't seen it, but I know the premise. You've seen The Social Dilemma. I can't believe... Can I also say, though, too? I didn't finish watching it. You know why? Because I felt uncomfortable. Well, there you go. I was watching it with my ex at the time, and she felt anxious watching it. And I did, too. But I, pro- I probably knew I wanted to keep watching it, but mm. she felt uncomfortable, and we wanted to, and she wanted to turn it off. So we turned it off. But we need to watch that. Well, it's, 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 yeah, you need to understand. We need to understand what... Fuck, what is really happening mm. in the world? And unfortunately, real things that are happening in, in the world are scary. Mate. And we don't want to... We don't want to know. No, we we'd, ra- we'd rather we'd rather push it under the rug and forget about it and and just hope and pray that the universe is going to work it all out for us. Mm. You mate, know, when- ignorance is bliss, as they say. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's true, mate. Because you look at again, like, and and there's no wonder why we can't have conversations anymore. People ask, well, why why is this happening? Why is there no debate? Why are people you fucking offend everyone? Well, not just that, but it's just it's like we are so used to have been growing up in the last ten years that we have platforms like Twitter, which I actively dislike for many reasons. But one of the main reasons is that you've got such a short amount of characters to use to get a message across. As soon as you argue with someone. You are shouting at each other. You are not having a conversation. Yeah. You are getting your two cents out of... And if they disagree, guess what? You can block them. And that's the end of that conversation. Like, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. And that just that goes with a lot of social media platforms because social media is not a platform to debate or have healthy discussion. It's, I'm going to say my two cents. Yeah. You're going to shout your two cents. And then we can block everyone that disagrees. So why do, why do people think we can't have conversations? Well, I think that's one of the reasons. Do you... I like the topic of social media. It's good. You're you're someone who has avoided, like you, you've decided at times to have a break from social media, Instagram. You don't really use Facebook. What is your opinion on social media? And do you think that, do you think that you really need it yourself? Like, wh- why are you why do you use Instagram for someone that's actually deleted it before? Why yeah. like what what like why are you back on it? It's funny, mate. I so this is going back when I was working with my dad in events. We had this speaker, Sam Cawthorn, who's a very famous speaker, he's toured the world. He's only got one arm. He's got an amazing story about What's his name? Sam Cawthorn. Look him up. He's got an incredible story that's all based around empathy and, and making the most out of your life when tragedy hits. And he's he's a Christian man too. But you know what he said to us? Because at the time, Dad and I, he said, I'll connect with you guys on Facebook. We both said, oh, we don't have Facebook. And he said, you got to be in the world, not of the world, boys. Like, And that's a biblical quote, right? you got to be... You're in the world, but you're not of the world. How did you... What was the reaction to that? Mate, I was silenced. I'm like, you know what? That's so true. You need to... Okay, that's the world. We need to have some kind of presence on there, Mm. but we can't let it affect us. We can't be of it. So what are the negatives from it? Okay, so if if the negatives of social media is... For example, let's go back. If you're offending people or you're actually causing problems, you've started some weird cult and you're getting everyone involved and making people do bad things... Of course, you can't be part of that. You shouldn't be projecting those views or, or help or you're putting provocative content or you're, you know, one of the things I hate I hate so much is is like DMs on Facebook or DMs on Instagram when people are trying, they don't care what your relationship status is, they don't care what's happening, but they're trying just for a short moment of time to break all that up for their short-term pleasure. Like I, that's something that 
makes my blood boil, literally. Like, I, I can't stand it. And that, that doesn't mean don't DM us. DM us about uh, things to do with the podcast and stuff. And I mean, you, I'm sure people... You don't take that the wrong way. Yeah, I'm sure people understand what that means. But that's the thing, mate. So for me, like, I, I did avoid it for a while. But again, for building what we want to build... It's changing your attitude, okay? It's got its reasons. Yeah, well, yeah. you think about it, you change your attitude. So now we go, okay, let's, how can we use this in a positive way? How can we influence people positively? How can we get a message across? If our message of what we talk about is something you and I believe in, vulnerable, empowering, relatable, relatable, then let's get that message across because it's a healthy message that's going to help people and promote ha- uh, promote happiness and confidence and, and the ability to talk and communicate. So... That's a great platform to do it. Yeah. But what about yourself? Like, you tell me. I find myself at times getting annoyed at it because of how much it takes up on my time. Yeah. And that does frustrate me. And that is out of probably the, the dopamine hit, the drug-like substance it provides. or the, the It's almost like a drug. You know, you are craving this dopamine hit. And, and I hate that it controls me to that level. Mm. Even someone told me, like, they noticed me always looking, picking it up and picking up my phone and... And you just oh, you just got to be careful of it. And, and I don't consider myself someone who's addicted to my phone as such, but I do know I'm on it more often than not. I really do love that quote that Sam used because, and I haven't heard that, but yeah, you do have to be in it. Yeah. And when we talk about opinions now, that is the way of the world. This is the, like, technology is the way of the world now. And for us to be opinionated and understand what's going on in the world, and we know, like, even news, we say we... I've always avoided it and not liked it as young people, but it is important to have it for that. Yeah. It's important yeah. to understand that this is how everyone else consumes. I don't need to consume it because everyone else is consuming it, but for my own personal opinion and, and understanding of the world and what's going on, I need to... But I don't like watching the news. I never put the news on telly no, because, I mean, I, like, after reading Faffleness, and I never watched the news before it, but under, after reading that and getting an understanding of how news corporations manipulate yeah. and use that communication platform to to suck us in so their ratings and their viewerships are, mm-hmm. are, at a, are at a level which is obviously great for their financial backing or whatever you want to call it. But Exactly. One stat or one word that really... Oh, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing you got out of that book. So 10... What, what, what does it say on the cover? 10 facts about the world which... Oh, 10 reasons why you're wrong about... The world. Something yeah, something like, like that. that. Ten reasons why why you're wrong about the world or what's going on in the world. And the word was majority. Yeah, 100%. News, use it all the time. Or it, Let's relate it to COVID. All right, there's... We're on the Mornington Peninsula. I'm trying to think how I could use it in a COVID sense. But basically, majority only means 50% or more. 51, yeah, yeah. 51% or more. And I did not know this. So when someone uses the word majority... In our mind, majority means, in my head, I, I thought majority meant 90%. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It could mean 51%, yep. which is crazy. So the way they use, even just using that word makes freaks that freaks me out. Yeah. Whereas if you're not, if I didn't know that until I read that book, majority means 51%. Yeah. Majority of people have COVID. 51% of people have COVID. Like yeah. That's just an off-the-cuff comment, and it's not true at all. But I just couldn't believe that, and it just made me go, holy shit, I'm being... This is just one skill that they use to try and suck me in. Yeah, and the, and like it's a great book. The graphs in the book as well about how to read graphs and how they can how it can be so easily if you zoom in or zoom out on a graph, it makes things look horrible. Like yeah. I think there's one page where you got to turn it, and and one page it says this is a this is the difference between men's average income and women's average income in the world you go shit like men are getting paid so much, much more, more than women this yeah. is ridiculous and he goes now i'm just going to zoom this graph right out yeah and as he zooms out on the next page you're like this is where it was 50 years ago 30 years ago 20 years ago 10 years ago and now look how close the line is and it's like a fraction so okay we're not there yet but bloody hell we're getting pretty close and we're about to hit it that's a good thing it's a positive so why are we getting so I, I like again you say that with the news like I'm very careful with my news sources because I know a lot of people that get their news just from Facebook right and that's goes back to echo, echo chamber you your keywords yeah social media finds out very quickly which way you you lie politically and they will get people to push that agenda like and that's the same with the news on TV like all the channels are the channels are tend to lean one way or the other mm. so they're going to twist stories as well but 
you know how I actually heard about factfulness? I never heard of the book before. It was Joe Rogan, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't him, but it was on his podcast. There was this guy. There was an astronaut, right? I can't remember his name. I, I didn't expect to quote this, so apologies for not knowing his name. <laughs> apologies <but> to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he'll he'll apologies to the listener, but it's a great podcast if you, can, if you guys can source it. But this is what happened, right? He... He had to go, he was an astronaut that had to go to space and he had to spend an extended time. I think it was 270 days in space and they were doing all these experiments and he, and it's a fascinating podcast because you just find out what they do day to day. It's really interesting, but he, he just gained this whole new perspective of being in space and he was another believer in God. Like he looked at it and said, well, like how, like he was how just, a, he was amazed, right? But then he looked down on the earth and this is where it's so profound. And he saw countries that are at war with each other. They are at war and they hate each other and they're bombing each other and they're next door neighbors. They are literally next door neighbors. And when you zoom out, he's sitting in a space shuttle and he's looking down. He's like, they are so close. And now his perspective is he doesn't believe when he comes back to earth and he's, he's on earth. He said, when you say, where, where do you live? I don't say America. He says, if I'm in China, if I'm in America, if I'm in Russia, if I'm in Africa, it doesn't matter where. If I'm standing on this earth, then I'm home because his perspective is living in space. And wow, it is so powerful to listen to these perspectives. He's like, I can't believe these two countries are bombing each other. They should, they're next to each other. And, and he's like, and I've been out there and there's all this shit happening out in the world and there's galaxies we don't know about and we're trying yeah. to research. We have no idea what's out here. Wow, that's incredible. And then he recommended reading this book because he said that is a perspective. And he said, I wish... My job, I wish I could take every political leader and every person with influence and every CEO in the world and take him into space and just make them look down and see what is. And he said, I bet you that would change. Suddenly yeah. it doesn't matter doesn't matter if you're left or you're right. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter anything. You are human and we're all in this together. We, so we, think, we, un- we think we understand big picture and that is big picture that I've never even thought about. That is bigger picture than ever. Well, how could you think about like I never like I, I always yeah. think of oh I understand big picture, but that is another level. It it just makes you think. So again, this is why I love that he recommended the book, and I thought I'm going to read it. And I read it very quickly, and I passed it on to you. It took I me mean, a little a longer a, a lot longer to read it than probably <laughs> you. <laughs> but no, it's just months. it's just I think it's again this is a, and I would never have picked up that book because I when you go into the bookshop to buy it. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for this book. It's not in business. It's not in self-development. What was it's it not in? It's not in sport. And I'm like, well, now I'm in social science. I'm like, bloody hell. A year ago, I never think I'd be in this. Is that where it was? Yeah. I'm like, this is something I never thought I'd be interested in. So, again. Well, and again, it's not a book I would ever, ever think of reading. Me neither, yeah. And that probably comes back to, yeah, like pick and choosing that echo chamber of like, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. I'm only consuming what I want to consume based on my own comfort levels. Like mm, exactly. When you and, but I wouldn't have read it unless you re- recommended it to me. Exactly. And then probably the same thing for someone else. Like I, oh, I mentioned someone at work, and she, I won't give it to her, to her because it's your book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have recommended it. Yeah, I, I don't want to say I'm proud of myself, but. I want to do more of that. Exactly, mate. It's so good. Like, yeah. how could you? How could anyone form an opinion without understanding? It's so easy for us to say, going back to climate change, I believe in climate change. I don't believe in climate change. People say that based on what? What research have you done? Have you done anything? Or is this just what you're hearing? Or what you want mm. to believe? Like, what, what, what did he say in that book in relation to climate change? And we shouldn't be screaming at people to say, this is, look at what's happening. Well, because there's going to get to a point where they're going to get so sick of it people screaming at them and I'm showing them oh, I'm trying to think of what, what it was in the well, book well, well, what it, was it well what do you, yeah exactly I know what you're saying like I think one of the other things it's well, like we need to do it in a more can't remember I can't remember but exactly how he said it but you're right this should be for everything like yeah. why even going back to religion right if you're an atheist and you totally believe there's no God and you're convinced and you believe it 100% or you believe there is a God why should you shout down somebody's throat that's not yeah. going to make no. them it's going to push them further away. It's the same with climate change. It's the same with veganism. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe when they were protesting about veganism in the city a couple of years ago and they're climbing, they're, they're just totally turning the city into chaos. Like, how is that going to make anyone go, oh, yeah, I think that's a, this is a good idea? If you believe it, that's great. But there's a way to get your message across. It's actually going to be more appealing to somebody that mm. isn't educated Doing the right to get way. an understanding. Oh, actually, now I understand. And this is more likely. And yeah, I'm going to make some changes to my habits. With something as enormous as, say, climate change and veganism, I know that obviously correlates and relates to that, obviously, with cows and the greenhouse greenhouse gases and 
the emissions and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think about my uncle. He works at, he, he runs an abattoir up in uh, the country in Gippsland. And might have been a couple of years ago now, but it was on the news. But uh, he, they a bunch of these vegans rocked up to the abattoir. And like one of the trucks that was about to leave to maybe go to the supermarket or whatever, someone handcuffed themselves to the truck. Yeah. And like, it, it, and it's very easy. This is the other thing too. And my uncle, he doesn't give rats ass because he's he, he looks at the people and goes, "You guys are idiots." Like, uh, and and not because he disagrees with their opinions at all, but it's the way they go about it. Exactly, mate. And and there's a chain to it too. So yes, there, there could be ideas that this is wrong and this is morally wrong, right? People believe it. That's fine, and you're absolutely entitled to that. You may believe that and you may believe, well, we, we need a change and we need a change. But there's also that idea too that by by completely changing what we know, there's going to be other implications. It's like the food chain, right? We can all say, oh, we need to get rid of, there's an insect we hate. Let's just uh, make this up because I don't like spiders. Wouldn't it be great if there was no spiders in the world? But what do spiders do? They're eaten by other things and they yeah. eat yeah. flies. Yeah, the ecosystem. They, yeah. The whole thing just shifts because yeah. something's been taken away. So again, with all these movements, sometimes... You just gotta be careful what you wish for. There's yeah, they're not as useless as what you probably think. Yeah, yeah, and it's like there's there's definitely movements that need to happen, and there's things that are going in a positive direction. But how you portray that message? If there's one thing I just beg people to, to if they've listened to this thing, is like just just you know it's perspective and it's understanding, and there's ways to portray a message. There's nothing wrong with the message as what it, you'd stand for. There's no right or wrong, but it's how you get the message across, which is going to make impact to people. Everyone has something that they they back, right? Yeah. We, we all believe in something. In your opinion, if someone has a belief about something, to someone next door, what is the best way for them to tell Daniel Shula and convince him that this is this is a good thing? Well, or, or my belief is, not, I don't want to say necessarily right, but what 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 is a how what is a way that's going to convince you or, or or get you across to think at, at least thinking. You know, actually, what they're talking about isn't isn't as stupid as what they I probably first thought. Well, you know what? The best thing to do is to ask them, ask me if they're asking me, ask me why I currently don't believe that, or why I believe the opposite of what they believe. Yeah. So ask me that, and let me articulate, and see if I can even articulate it. Because if I start going, uh, um, uh, yeah, I think um, I, yeah. I heard this thing. Yep. Suddenly you realize you realize to yourself. I have no idea what I'm talking about and I've just taken this opinion from somebody else. That's the first step. Secondly, if I can articulate and explain why I feel so passionate about that, then see from their perspective, then they can ask more questions to dig a little bit deeper and get understanding and then come across by saying, well, the reason I don't disagree is, instead of going, well, that's not right. Well, where's your facts? Show us us signs. Show us us graphs. Prove it to me right now. Prove it to me. Mm. Instead of saying it like that, or saying you're wrong, not nah, not nah, ridiculous, cutting me off. Then put their argument forward, give them the reasons why, back it with mm. whatever you want to back it with, whether it's science or whether it's facts or whether it's whatever it is in the world you want to back it with, and then have a discussion. And and at the end of the day, you know what? It's really good sometimes to agree, to disagree, and shake hands. Yes. Jai and I did this a while ago. Jai and I went to a bar, as we're fed up with a few things, and we go to this bar in the city, and we sit in the corner, and we just... We just rant, and we agree uh, with most at one another. No, oh. no, no, no. We're not. No, oh. we just oh, rant gotcha. about things that are going on. We just kind of. It's a bit of an echo chamber amongst ourselves, actually. But then, we we go into these really deep conversations, and we actually went down the religion path one day. And at the end of the night, we shook hands and said, "Yep, we agree to disagree, but I understand your perspective and you understand mine." And yeah, it wasn't so healthy. It wasn't a fight. It, we weren't debating trying to win. We're mm. not like when we went to you know one of those school debates where you're trying to get the majority of the audience to put their hand up and say you're in the favor that's wrong like we just said okay i understand you you understand me we disagree cool yeah. move on we don't talk about it anymore we don't need to talk about it anymore we should be more curious i think perfect yeah and i being more curious leads to i connect that with what you just said before about if someone was to come to me and approach me with hey this is what what you believe is wrong what i believe is right why do you think what you believe is right and you start stumbling your words. It makes me think of like a situation that I've been in and go, I need, we all need to be more curious because if we don't understand what we truly believe, what do we believe? Yeah. Like I'm thinking back to some things that I might've believed when I was younger or even now. I think of political views, right? Yeah. I need to be more curious and be open 
and willing to actually educate myself because there there might come a time where someone might ask me a question and not out of spite or anything, but there might be a situation that uh, maybe it might come up. Yeah. I need to at least know my reasons. Yeah, exactly. And it's for anything. And, and, and But then the, the work, like the curiosity, it, it needs to be put into perspective. Curiosity, I think we need to have to also gain a greater perspective of, of everyone else. And, and I think of empathy and I, I want to, I consider myself a person that empathizes with everyone. Mm. Most people. Don't get me wrong. Doss, you've seen me when Doss is angry. That's one hotel. Uh, <laughs> more recent. But I still think that I, I need to become more, I not need to become, but I, I'm the first person to admit, I, I think I need to be more curious to get an understanding of what someone else's belief might be. Mate, it, yeah. you know what? At the at the very simplest form, it makes you a more interesting person. Yeah. You know, if someone you don't know, you meet and you can have a conversation about a wide variety of things and form a healthy discussion or opinion. Or if you don't, having the maturity to say, actually, I don't know. I don't like, yeah, how I don't many know. times do yeah. we always have a conversation? We go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, I have. And we're bullshitting. Like, we're just trying to how say. How many times have you said, Doss, have you read this book? And I'll say, yes. Yeah, and, exactly uh, right. Deep down, Doss, have you really read it? Oh, no. Mate, exactly. So that's the thing. It's like, it's like how, and this was something. Because we want to fit in. Mate, we oh, don't mate, exactly. But it's like you can put it as simple as this: if you say, "Who do you think is going to win the AFL Premiership?" and I say, "I think Richmond's going to win the Premiership," I hope not. But if I say, "I think Richmond's going to win the Premiership," and your simple question is why, and I go, "Oh, um, actually, I don't know. I just got a feeling." Now, portray that into a bigger, deeper question: Why do you believe in in religion? Why do you be- why don't yeah. you believe in climate change? All these things, it just it just makes sense. Like I can't believe, and you said the word empathy. Like I've seen influences before, and they're. They stand for empathy, and they and they all they they're morally perfect, you know, yeah. in terms of you know they they'll do the right thing, and they stand for all these social movements and all this kind of stuff, and they always post as soon as something happens and be outraged, or and they and they're supposed to be an influencer, but then they're saying I, I'm an empathetic person, but as soon as they say oh if you don't march with me for this thing, then I I will never be friends with you. That's not empathy. No. That's straight away judging somebody. Mm. Why don't you try and understand why and educate them? And if you're, if you, what you truly stand for is something that's good and significant, then and you're intelligent and articulate in how you get that message across, then that person's very much more likely mm. to actually say, you know what, I agree. How can I help? Yeah. How can I join this movement? Yeah. Well, everyone listening, uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed. I'm noticing it right in front of me. Dee's getting a bit worked up. <laughs> not but, worked up, just passionate. Yeah, but no, but I, I, I admire it and I love it, and it actually inspires me a little bit to actually. Like I said, to be become more curious, and I, I I do, and don't I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here, but I do look at you sometimes and go, oh, I actually want to educate myself more, like you, you are doing, because no, not because I think you're the smartest man in the room, <laughs> <laughs> but certainly be, not. But because you can, I think it's great to know a, li- a little bit about everything, and and when it comes to your own justifications around your belief systems, mm. I want to at least know a base around what most of those belief systems are Mm. because if i don't have somewhat a small understanding how can i have whatsoever any type of empathy at all if i don't know the time like it's like going into an exam i'll be doing myself an injustice if i'm going to walk into an exam do no research at all and expect to um, be right Mm. i I need to actually i I, I need to do some research Mm. to at least justify the fact that i have a chance of getting 10 out of 10 on the quiz because if I'm going into a conversation with you about something whether it be all the topics we've listed off I think it's really important to to, to actually know a little bit about I know it's it's very broad terminology and it's probably a bit unrealistic but knowing a little bit about everything is a good I, mm. I, I think I need to do that more yeah exactly. I, I don't know if I've made any sense no 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 you have because I, 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 that's how I relate mate like I, I don't I don't do it because sometimes you think, well, I can make myself sound more intelligent here, or I and, can understand, but that's not really what it's about. And, and even today, I, I like I, this is not my normal conversation. Yeah. So I, probably people listening as well, probably go, "Geez, I don't want to sound like I'm. I know what I'm talking about because I don't. Or I no, I do something, but this is not my normal conversation. So that's where, at the same time, I'm like, fuck. I, sometimes I feel like I'm out of my depth here because well, I'm mate, like, I, I, but the thing is, I'm not right. This is just what I, I believe, right? No, no. And, and what I've tried to change because, I, and I think about it. I remember people saying to me, like my family, like, oh, what, all you care about is football as a teenager, and mate, probably because I was hiding from everything else going on in the world. Yeah. So I just try and live and breathe football and cricket and music and that kind of stuff, and that's all I want to know. And it's like again, like don't. Of course, if it doesn't interest you, then don't bore yourself with it. But if there's something you're passionate about. 
biggest change for me and I truly recommend this to anybody. If you really believe something, don't be afraid to hear the opposing view. Don't be afraid of actually putting your hand up and saying, you know what, this makes more sense and I got it wrong. That's what I've done and I know there's so many people that like that I know and they just refuse, they won't even listen because it, and I think it actually comes down to a fear that they're actually going to, whoa, I was wrong and that's something that we all have. So, you know, that's my biggest advice would be just just listen to educate and like again like like i want to find out the origins find out the origins of where things started even if it's your religion if you want to find out where well, what was the origin of the catholic church how did it come about where did it start where, okay i agree with this i disagree with that that's something i don't believe in like that's hmm. for me it's interesting for some people it's probably not but yeah. you know history history is freaking interesting yeah mate i reckon we what do you reckon? I think we're done, mate. I think we're done. Well, we, we, well let's tease the audience. Let's uh, do something a bit more jolly. Uh, what are we doing this afternoon, mate? Or should uh, we keep that quiet? No, sh- share it. Share no, it. you share it. You uh, share well, it. Well, uh, let's just say we, we might have found out... Well, that's dangerous. ...found our humble abode. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else. No, no, no. I thought you were, uh, No, I just think it's dangerous saying that we think we found oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. No, what? no, no, no. It's, oh, it's left it's, in. It's been said. Okay. Well, no. Oh, okay, Charlie's Charles. jumped up on... Charlie, who's... Um, <laughs> Charlie is not a wo- Charlie's not a woman. Uh, Charlie is <laughs> the family dog who's jumped on Doss's lap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, mate. How are you? By the way, uh, Daniel thought Charles was dead. Actually, so I d- not recently. The, yeah, a few <laughs> months ago, I, I I thought Doss's sister Camille put a post up on Instagram. I I, might, I don't know why. Surely I didn't dream this, but I was certain that I saw Camille put a post on Instagram with a little bit of a we love you so much we, we're going to miss you you know we'll never be the same without you and I thought he I thought the dog was dead and then a few months ago when I returned to his house I was thrilled to see Charles back from the dead <laughs> yeah we, we we get our house inspection this afternoon don't we mate so we do uh, we hope it goes well but so we want a place to we want to set up our little uh, recording studio so for those that are those that are booked in to come on our show, we might have to change the uh, the location. Yeah, the address we might have sent you might not be uh, might not be valid anymore. So, <laughs> well, mate, let's. Uh, well, thanks for that great chat. No, it's, thank it's, you, it's mate. It's down a bit different today. A bit different and something that I hope everyone listening. I, I know we wouldn't offended anyone, and if anything, I think it probably does some good things for me personally because it, I don't know. It just it makes me think differently around. All right, well. I need, I need to become more open and even that advice you just gave I'm like shit I, I, I'm, I want to I want to be intrigued and, and try and learn and if I'm going to I'm going to go and find out where my Catholic religion has come from <laughs> no but seriously yeah like, I, I know basics but it, I think it's so important so I Dos, hope Dos is heading off to the Vatican this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the Holy Land but yeah mate I no, appreciate it it's been oh, good mate, it's been good hope everyone enjoyed it and we'll, uh, we'll be back next week with more guests that will be there to inspire you yes